Welcome to the iSmart Podcast Show with Tom Rogers, founder and CEO of iSmart Networks. We help connect entrepreneurs with key partnerships to build financial freedom. The average millionaire has seven streams of income, and our guests reveal how they created multiple streams in their businesses. We believe that every person has a unique message that can positively impact the world. Stick around for the end of the show, where I'll reveal how you could be our next guest on one of the fastest growing daily transformational podcasts on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. All right. Thanks for being on iSmart Podcast. On today's show, we have Malcolm Bohm. He's the CEO and founder of Liquid Grids. Malcolm, thanks for being on the show today. Great to be here. Yeah. So what is Liquid Grids and you know, how did you get into this business? Yeah. So let me start off with um, what Liquid Grids is. So it's a technology platform and a uh, advertising service specifically for the healthcare industry, where we enable brands to connect their messaging and value propositions to healthcare consumers and healthcare professionals. We'll get into a little bit more detail as we go along. Uh, how did I get into liquid grids? It's a bit of a story. Uh, let me start off by saying that I'm a healthcare guy through and through, trained in medicine in, in the United Kingdom way back when. Uh, but joined the pharmaceutical industry pretty, pretty quickly after I finished my degrees. And um, uh, went through various large pharmaceutical companies, was very uh, fortunate to be registering several drugs around the world, including Viagra, which is uh, one of the celebrated brand launches in the world. Um, but I got very tired celebrated. Of, um, <laughs> right. Uh, I got tired of corporate America eventually and, and decided to uh, pursue some entrepreneurial uh, pursuits. And, and I got involved with a rare disease company. Um, uh, in New Jersey, and that was a really fascinating journey um, because with rare diseases, you you can't find the patients. Mm -hmm. uh, they're typically indigent. They're typically unemployed, uninsured. Um, and so actually connecting uh, rare diseases um, with with brands and, and clinical trials, et cetera, is actually quite a challenge. And so that led me to form my first company, uh, which was focused on using what are called reimbursement claims data to identify okay. physicians that have treated uh, patients that may in fact have uh, a diagnosis um, that we might be interested in. And um, back in those days, uh, I'd never heard of uh, ICD-9 codes and medical coding, et cetera. It was all new to me. Mm -hmm. um, but what I realized was it was a great opportunity because I'd never seen it used in the industry. And so we decided to, um, uh, to form a company around that that aggregated claims data. And eventually we got uh, 290 million covered lives of claims data uh, flowing nice. through our pipes. And what that allowed us to do was uh, identify doctors that um, were treating patients, identify doctors that might be better uh, suited for clinical trial recruitment, et cetera, et cetera. Eventually we sold that company in 2010. And that's when I came to San Diego is when I had my eyes open to social media. The big difference uh, between what Liquor Grids is doing today and what we were doing in my last company is that um, in my last company, it was de-identified at the patient level. We didn't know who the patients were. We only knew that they had been treated by a physician and we knew the physician's name. With social media, we can self-report. I'm Malcolm Bohm and I have such and such a problem, whatever that may be. 
And um, we talk about it and openly so on the social networks. And so we, we realized that in 2010, when Facebook was hitting 500 million people and Twitter was 100 million people tweeting, that this could be a new medium by which we could project uh, healthcare messages. And um, that was a big departure from sort of the classic ways we think about it. Television advertising, yeah, it's one-way traffic, and it's filled with sort of fluffy fields, pictures of beautiful roses blossoming, and then at the end of it, you have five minutes of you could die, it could kill you if you have this or that. And it's <laughs> yeah, those are the commercials, right? Scary, and yeah. we don't like them. So I realized that there was a, a potential new dawn of, of advertising, and that's why we started with Grid. And it started as a technology platform. We actually built the technology that listens to people's uh, healthcare conversations online from anywhere on the internet. And we still use that technology today. But what we matured into was a company that uh, specializes in aggregating consumers into specific communities. And we have a portfolio of these communities uh, that we've built 10 to 12 different communities in which we are typically number one, two, or three on Facebook, either worldwide or in the United States. Fantastic. And what are the, how big are these communities on Facebook? So in aggregate, uh, the consumer communities that we have have one, just over 1.4 million daily fans. And then we also have a single community on Facebook of physicians. That's called Faculty of Medicine. There's 1.5 million uh, healthcare professionals awesome. in most countries around the world. So we, we focus on consumer education and awareness and healthcare professional education and awareness and sort of have a, a dual approach around the, uh, the diseases and the treatments and procedures. Awesome. So, so you, so now you have these, you know, these communities on, on Facebook, um, and how are you monetizing the, the, the about 1.5 million um, doctors on Facebook? So in both directions, be it consumer or doctors, we monetize multiple revenue streams. So on the one hand, we provide services to the pharmaceutical industry, biotech, med device, diagnostics, where we're helping those brands get their information in front of the target audiences. That, I would say, is our main business. Um, the second one is that we've built enormous scale on Facebook as a result of owning these communities. And so we sell self-serve advertising to advertisers, and those can be any advertisers. You could be a local fitness company that wants to get people into your gym. You can use our audiences uh, for that. So there's a self-serve revenue sharing model that we uh, that we have. Okay, and cool. then another, another revenue stream, of course, is, well, we have a lot of fans. We could be selling themselves, selling them stuff ourselves, and so we do. Um, and so we, we license in and or develop products that we want to sell uh, alongside um, the services that we provide. Services business, though, is the primary revenue stream for us today. Fantastic. So you got about three revenue streams just from that 1.5 million um, doctors that are, that are on the network. It's, it's really great. You have, I'm sure you have a pretty strong email list as well with that whole process. <laughs> yeah, we have hundreds of thousands of emails. Um, when we're running campaigns, most of our campaigns have some kind of opt-in associated with them. That's kind of standard practice, a double opt-in. Yeah. Um, and so we collect those over, over time. We have a very large database of, of emails as well. Very cool. So you, know, you have a very unique business model and a really great um, uh, network of individuals. How has this 
kind of we've all been heard about these kind of blockings that are going on on Facebook and censorship and, you know, the president making orders about, you know, you know, uh, giving the rights and the, of the, of the public, you know, their, their kind of, their, their data back, you know, um, as, has that been affected on Facebook? Have you seen any kind of issues with as, as far as your engagement with the doctors at all on Facebook? And cause it's, pretty much on fire. Facebook, I would say is on fire right now with the amount of like clickbait information that's on there. What's your experience with that? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Actually. I mean, I'll take you back further uh, to even the Cambridge Analytica scandal, right? Oh yeah. definitely. Um, we saw absolutely no impact, no impact wow. whatsoever. Yeah. Um, now that's not to say that there wasn't an impact. It's just in our communities that are very focused on healthcare. Um, as we said at the time, just because Cambridge Analytical scandal happened doesn't mean that patients don't have cancer and doctors stop treating cancer. Same yeah. with COVID-19. COVID-19 has not cured all disease. In fact, all of those diseases are still there. It's just a distraction. And so if you're suffering from a disease or you're interested in treating disease, it just doesn't change your engagement in those communities. So we, we actually have been quite fortunate. We've been kind of preserved. That being said, there is a lot of fake news, and we've certainly seen a lot more attempts by uh, bad, um, bad users to try and uh, influence uh, some of our communities and, and to put some garbage into them. Um, we have a team that curates our communities on a daily basis, so if we see that stuff, it's immediately deleted and banned. Um, but overall, in our business, um, I would say that the, the crisis has actually solidified our position uh, even more. We're doing better during the crisis and as a result of the crisis than we were before. And that's because it's really put digital front and center for a lot of people. Yeah. For us as consumers, we're all over it all day because it's our channel to the outside world as we shelter. And to the industry, it's now the only way to get in touch with either the consumer or the doctor. Yeah. So it's been, it's been ironically really good for us. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, you know, I'm sure I've heard this a couple times within the health industry that this has actually made their businesses bigger and better. Have you have you developed any kind of new income streams through this whole process and this whole pandemic, like utilizing, you know, the the uh, tragedy or the the crisis, never letting a good crisis go to waste kind of a situation? <laughs> um, we haven't developed a revenue stream yet, but we are in process of doing so. Let me tell you something. We did something really, really cool with a company called Live Clinic, which is a telehealth provider. Okay. And we partnered with Live Clinic um, to, uh, to get free telehealth sessions out to patients that couldn't afford the commercial telehealth um, uh, services that are out there. And there are a lot of people in the country that still need to have an interaction with a provider under whatever circumstances that may be. And something really cool happened. We got connected to a lady called Wendy, and she lives in a place called Scammond Bay. It is the Scammond. most westerly village in the United States in Alaska. <laughs> wow, that's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I was actually born in Alaska, so I know. <laughs> Interesting. So Scammon Bay, 500 residents. Jeez. And the nearest village to them, which houses a hospital, is two hours flight away. Wow. Okay. They live in very small 750 square foot homes, multiple people in the home. And there is not a single healthcare trained professional of any description in their village. 
So Wendy uh, found us, got in touch with us, and we actually partnered with Live Clinic to put a live clinic into their school uh, so that we could train people on how to spot the signs of symptoms of COVID and also how to deal with it. Thankfully, so far, uh, they've actually been completely COVID-free. Yeah, it's very It's good. been a really interesting journey. So we're, we're developing the telehealth channel with Live Clinic, and that subsequently will be a commercial effort um, and a new revenue stream for us. And do you think this is kind of the future of kind of clinical patient kind of communication? 100%. We, we, we knew it already. Um, if you look at the millennials, they're actually much more interested in virtual relationships with their provider. They'll look up uh, the ratings of a particular provider um, and they'll use that to choose their provider and then they'll, they'll prefer virtual relationships with them. Now, of course, ultimately as a physician, you have to palpate. We have hands and we have to actually touch people and feel things and listen. Right. Um, so the, the actual clinical uh, interaction probably won't change. But for a lot of things where you can just describe your symptoms um, to a physician, a physician can actually see you on camera and, and look a little bit more closely. There's quite a few things that you can you can do. And, and telehealth has definitely picked up uh, substantially. In fact, I've heard 73 to 83% increases around the country in the utilization of telehealth. Yeah, that's a huge transformation. I think every industry has been transformed um, through this whole process of just not really the virus as much as just having to shelter in place and doing things from home and utilizing the internet in really all aspects of business, not just you know um, the reaching out to customer aspect. So I think it's been a super interesting time. Um, you know, with our listeners, you, is there anything that kind of you wanted to put out there as far as um, you know, resources or different things that you're looking for right now to maybe resolve any problems or issues um, in regards to kind of this new transition that you're going through. Because um, we have a pretty powerful network full of all kinds of different entrepreneurs, um, you know, and, and I would like them to be able to reach out to you if, you if there's anything you're looking for. Well, for sure. Look, I mean, I think uh, without being too, too direct in my selling, look, if, if people would like to join one of our communities, um, if you have GI problems, vision problems, heart health problems, cancer in a family or somebody that, you know, we have communities that are built with hundreds of thousands of people that have these same problems and can support you and, and help you go through these, uh, these issues. If you are a company that might want to reach out to healthcare consumers, either specific audiences or not, we certainly would love to hear from you. And, and if you would like to reach uh, professional audiences, you know, we have unique channels for those. So, Without overtly selling, uh, Tom, you know, any and all people can join our communities and, and make use of them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's what we're here for. We're here to make connections and uh, get the right people in front of the right individuals and companies so that way they can, you know, get, get their needs to handled. So, hey, thanks, Malcolm, for being on the show today. How do they contact you um, to get on, this, on these communities? Yeah, uh, info at liquidgrids.com. Info at liquidgrids.com. Or if you want to get me directly, it's Malcolm at Liquid Grids. It's M-A-L-C-O-L-M at Liquid Grids. And I very much appreciate the opportunity, Tom. Fantastic. Thanks, Matt, for being on the show. We'll talk to you a little bit later, and we'll see how you get how you progressed uh, later on in the year. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Thanks for listening to the iSmart Podcast Show. If you are a business owner with multiple streams of income or professional who would like to be on the daily program, please visit iSmartNetworks.com slash guest.
If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with hashtag iSmartPodcast. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? We'll promote you and your business to our media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up? In your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. While you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow. That's right. Seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the iSmart Podcast.